Welcome to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. In many cultures, the phrase, beauty is only skin deep, relates to a person's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual qualities. However, what most people are exposed to first is the physical beauty of a person, place, or thing. Today's topic is mental health. Mental health is a level of psychological well-being or an absence of mental illness. It is the psychological state of someone who is functioning at a satisfactory level of emotional and behavioral adjustment. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, mental health includes subjective well-being, perceived self-efficacy, autonomy, competence, intergenerational dependence, and self-actualization of one's intellectual and emotional potential, among others. The World Health Organization further states that the well-being of an individual is encompassed in the realization of their abilities, coping with normal stresses of life, productive work, and contribution to their community. Cultural differences, subjective assessments, and competing professional theories all affect how mental health is defined. Today's guest is Natalie Ellis. Natalie is a licensed professional counselor, counselor, national certified counselor, and certified professional clinical supervisor. She received her master's in professional counseling in 2000 and has intensive training in eye movement desensitization reprocessing and Godman Method Level 1 Couple Therapy. She has several certifications and started her private practice, Esteem Counseling and Consulting Services, in 2012. Her mission is to ensure individuals have access to mental health services and training. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much, Dana Rene. Happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our guest today. So please tell us, why did you decide to get involved in providing mental health resources to individuals? Yeah, it seems like since I was a little girl, um, people have always gravitated towards me, always wanting to talk about um, some of their problems and their issues. And I've always been fascinated by why people do what they do. Um, so that's a big reason as to why I kind of pursued this, this career. And I've known that since I was a child, that I wanted to kind of talk to people about um, their issues and concerns and help them work through it and heal through some of their difficulties. Awesome. So you said you you kind of were, um, people were attracted to you at, at a young age. So how, how young would you say you were as a child when people started coming to you with their problems or their concerns or just seeking counsel? Yeah. Would I would say, shoot, I think I knew I wanted to um, be involved in mental health and be a counselor since I was about 12. Um, wow. So I'd say definitely in middle school, just hearing some things with some family members and friends at school. So I'd say pretty early on. Definitely. I seemed to have that um that aura where people could just come and sit and talk. <laughs> mm. And it takes definitely a special person to um to be open to that. You know, some people don't <laughs> they want to cut off the chatterboxes as opposed to sitting and being patient and listening and having compassionate a compassionate ear. So uh, kudos definitely. to you for, for being that person that people found comfort and um and going to. Thank you. So that Thank is you. that is awesome. Um, so once you decided that this was a career that you wanted to pursue, how was that? Um, how did how did that affect your your studies and your your uh, continuing further further in your education from you know I would say I guess twelve onwards to throughout your your college years. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, for so long I've always wanted um, to be a counselor. 
and to be in a position where I had a, a practice and help individuals um, with their problems. And so, you know, throughout high school, um, you know, I went into uh, that field in terms of social services, but the college I knew I needed to also get um, my bachelor's, but also a master's degree in the state of mm-hmm. Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. You need to be licensed in order to provide um, clinical services. And so, and in order to be licensed, you had to get your master's degree. So, you know, I had everything right. planned out in terms of what all I needed to do and wanted to do in order to make sure I was prepared to be in this field. Wow. So it was always your goal to open up your own practice to be able to help to help others. Yes. And you kind yes. of mapped out your path to get there. Yes. That's awesome. What sure a beautiful did. thing. So great. Well, give us an example. How can one's mental health affect other areas of their life? Well, and, you know, kind of like what you um, were saying with that um, definition, um, our mental health is ultimately how we see and view ourselves and the world. And so, and how we see and view ourselves impact everything. It affects how we interact with others. It affects um, how we how we perceive um, things that we do, it affects everything about us. And so a lot of times with clients, one of the things I, I talk about is is their perceptions of themselves. How do they see themselves? A lot of that we, we is formed from, from childhood. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so that's a very important piece for people to kind of understand about themselves. And so our experiences during childhood shapes um, our views of how we see ourselves and sees the world, and that is what we take on into into um, into society. And so, for an example, I have a young man that I'm working with, and because of his experiences of abuse, and my specialty is trauma, so I work a lot with um, trauma victims, physical abuse, okay. sexual abuse, um, individuals who've experienced abandonment um, from small small traumas or little traumas um, to big traumas in terms of fire. Um, being shot and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. But this particular young man, because of his experiences of, of being abused and being hurt by people he should have trusted, family members, his worldview became, I cannot trust people. I can't mm-hmm. trust the world. And so because he couldn't trust people in his family, it became very difficult to trust people outside of that. And so everything every everything that he does is from those lens of mistrust. Mm, um, wow. And so when he meets and interacts with individuals, in the back of his mind, is there a potential this person may harm me? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, again, the worldview that we carry about, again, ourselves and about the world dictates everything. And so with that worldview of, well, when he meets individuals, well, can they potentially harm me? Well, that creates feelings of anxiety, feelings of fear, you know, and so he carries a lot of that. He's, he's often anxious um, because he doesn't trust, he doesn't trust. Um, right, right. And so with that too, so so the thought is the mistrust, then there's feelings of anxiety and fear and that leads to action. And so we have to do, so then we behave in ways to to compensate for for those feelings and those thoughts, and sometimes it's right. maladaptive, and sometimes it's 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 healthy, but a lot of times it's unhealthy. And so, yes, mm-hmm. everything about our mental health impacts every aspect of um of everything we do. Wow! And so there is and no. Just... Go, ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so there's no. 
there's no um, there's no separating. And so in, mm-hmm. in a lot of my practice, I talk with clients a lot about how we take care of our physical health. It's just mm-hmm. as important to take care of our mental health because there's no separating um, all of it. It's, it's, it's looking at our whole self, and our mental mm-hmm. is a big part of that whole self. Mm-hmm. And I can see how a lot of people don't think of the the whole connection and of the dynamics of, you know, even the example you gave, you, you know, the overlying issue could appear to be just he has trust issues, but there's, an underlying issue to that trust factor, and um, you've got, it's kind of like pulling an onion. You've got to find out what where that triggered from. Exactly. As you mentioned, exactly. it, it goes back to those childhood experiences. So, um, again, I think it's commendable that you were able to, you know, speaking of childhood, you were able to discover what you wanted to do at such a young age, where some people are um, still trying to discover themselves, you know, and they grow mm-hmm. up with this... Um, this mindset of of different things taking place. And I, as you were talking, I thought about um, of saying my mind is playing tricks on me. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can have those issues um, and where, we, where we feel like our mind is, is deceiving us. Um, but it's that balance of, of having, um, being in a good mental mental place. Yes, you're so. absolutely right. Because the, the thoughts that we feed our mind is, 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 what we keep going with. And so it's very important to identify that. And that takes the self-awareness. And, and when you talk about, um, you know, people knowing what they want to be, and, and that was a big, that's a big part in terms of my practice, again, with individuals, a lot of people mm-hmm. are very unaware. Um, mm-hmm. And so the big part of what I do with clients is help them become more self-aware. And mm-hmm. being self-aware is, is kind of um, dissecting everything about you, dissecting your thoughts, dissecting your feelings, dissecting your behavior, dissecting your physical symptoms. Because physical symptoms tell us things too, headaches, stomach aches, or all these heart beating fast. All these things tell us things about us. And the more we could dissect and understand these, these different components, the more we can understand ourselves. Right. Um, but you're right, a lot of us as individuals, um, we kind of dissociate ourselves from all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Which creates, which creates dissonance and which creates um, conflict and, and creates problems for us. Um, exactly. And we disconnect, and we disconnect ourselves from, from our thoughts and from, from the things that we've experienced. Many times because the thing we experience we experience sometimes are so difficult and they hurt and they're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. we don't want to deal with them. We want to put them aside. Mm-hmm. We want to forget about them, which is understandable, but at the same time, because it's never worked through, right. and it's never fully healed, we still carry it. And mm-hmm. we carry it in, us, in our behavior, in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our actions. And so, again, when I talk to clients about becoming aware of all these things, um, that's, that's the only way to get to healing. Right. That's really good. Well, we're going to get ready to go into a break. But before we do, you know, there's a saying, um, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. It was made famous years ago by the United Negro College Fund. But I also believe that there's other ways that the mind could be wasted. Um, Would you agree with that? Definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you in terms of – there's so many ways the mind could be wasted. And, again, I think a lot of, again, clients leave, live, living with fear. Well, a lot of us living with fear. Fear creates um, um, 
when we're afraid of things, we're afraid of movement. It creates, makes us stagnant. Um, and so that becomes a waste. So you have, there's a lot of individuals who have lots of ideas, lots of things and, and lots of beauty, wonderful minds, but because of mm-hmm. fear and also because of um, mentality of lack, lack mentality, meaning um, I'm not good enough. I'm not mm-hmm. smart enough. I'm not pretty mm-hmm. enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. There's always not enough of, which is a lack mentality, coupled with fear. You have all these beautiful minds who becomes very restricted. Right. So yes, I do agree with them, with that thing. Mm-hmm. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Definitely, definitely. Well, with that, we're going to go into our first break. Welcome back to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. Today's guest is Natalie Ellis, and we've been discussing mental health. Natalie is a licensed professional counselor, national certified counselor, and a certified professional clinical supervisor. She's also the owner of Esteem Counseling and Consulting Services, which she started in 2012. So welcome back, Natalie. Thank you so much, Dana Renee. Awesome. So just before we went into our break, we talked about, we were talking about the, um, just the saying the mind is a terrible thing to waste and how um, so many people live with fear. And it's the fear that makes us stagnant, but it, a lot of times it's, it's due to just that um, having a lack, lack mentality is what you, what you termed it. And that lack mm-hmm. mentality is just really um, thinking, you know, we're not enough or we don't have enough or we, <laughs> you know, just something is lacking. Um, right, right. And so as opposed to um, moving forward, there's a beautiful mind going going to waste. So um, with that being said, do you believe that most people would benefit from some type of mental health assessment? I do. I do believe that. I think mental health is something that's, um, that's not talked about enough. Again, mental health mm-hmm. is something that, that we bring with us just as being in human, our mind our mental mm-hmm. health, how we view things, how we see things, our perception. And so, yes, at, at, at all points, I think it's important that people um, get assessed, get assessment, whether it's through a professional or whether it's their own individual assessment. And definitely in, in my sessions with clients, I talk a lot about self-assessment, self-care, daily checks. You've got to check yourself because that's the only way to know when you're okay and when you're not okay. You know, how would someone um, know? How can they do their own assessment? Because going back to that phrase I said earlier, you know, my mind is playing tricks on me. <laughs> is mm-hmm, it really mm-hmm. my mind or is it my, my own self, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, an, it's a combination of all of it. It's because what mm-hmm. goes in our mind is, is, is um, the things that we've seen, our experiences, mm-hmm. and then we shape it into something, and then that's what goes in our mind, whether it's real or not real, whether it's rational or irrational. And a lot mm-hmm. of people do walk around with a lot of irrational um, thoughts. Lack, the mm-hmm. lack mentality is, a very, is an irrational thought. When you're saying, I'm not pretty enough, mm-hmm. that's not rational because right. it's, not, it's not based on any true foundation. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's a lot of irrational thinking. And so you, you're right. And, and so those are, those and, are work so, that's important for people to do. 
Mm-hmm. And so what would you say, why, why isn't mental health talked about uh, more often than, than it is? You know, why is there such a stigma around the whole subject of mental health? You know, people think, oh, you know, if you say, oh, I'm going to see a counselor, then people think something's wrong with you. They think you're crazy, as opposed right. to taking it and, and, and seeing how beautiful it is and seeing that self-care element, and, yes. it's, and it's a healthy thing. Right. And that's part of my goal in my practice as well is to change the the thinking behind mental health. Because, yes, the first thing people do think is you must be crazy or something must be wrong. And and obviously there is something wrong. There's something going on. However, it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the reality is everybody got something going on. Right. So that's what I always living say. Living <laughs> and being in the world, everybody got something going mm-hmm. on. And there's mm-hmm. different degrees and different levels and different intensity of, of what that thing is. And right. a counselor, at least the job of a counselor, is to help people work through those things. And so mm-hmm. because, again, of the fear, fear of, fear of judgment, fear of what would people think, fear of being right. viewed as vulnerable, fear of this and fear of that, then a lot of people um, hold back which creates mm-hmm. more problems because the more you're holding back or the more we ignore, the, the more we don't take care of things, the problem just worsens. Um, right. And so, yeah, it, 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 so it's taboo and society itself also hasn't embraced um, the importance of in, making the connection of mind, body, and soul. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. We focus a mm-hmm. lot on the body. But again, with the body, if, if my mind... Let's go back to this young man who 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 has um trust issues. So it's simply mm-hmm. trust issues, and it sounds very simple. However, because of his trust issues, he has a lot of anxiety. And people who know anxiety, they know anxiety affects your stomach, affects mm-hmm. your heart, affects because your stomach is always kind of feeling funny. Your heart kind of beats right. fast. And so the right. thing about the things that we put our body through. So mm-hmm. Every time he's in a situation of distress or of anxiety, he's putting his body through things as well. And what eventually happens is the body becomes response. So now you get a, a physical symptom. And so mental mm-hmm. health that's not worked through and that's not fully resolved impacts the body and which then creates physical health issues. And so all of that is definitely the education. People need to mm-hmm. be educated and all that. And that's a lot of what I do with my clients as well is just educating them as to you can't you can't deal with one without without doing the other. We got to deal with all right. of it. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really, really goes pretty deep there. It does. So, it does. Is there is there an assessment that you would uh, say most people would benefit from? I know it's uh, um, earlier you were talking about people being able to just be able to do their their own assessment, but what would you say is beneficial for those who who desire help or know that they may need some type of help but simply feel like they can't afford it? Well, um, there's lots of different free assessments of stuff out there depending on what the individual may feel they're suffering with, um, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. So there's some free free things out there. Um, and so that's something I, I would recommend. Um, but even with that, I think it's always good to go see a counselor. And not all mm-hmm. counselors are expensive. Um, you know, people offer... Um, some agencies offer pro bono work. Some agencies do sliding scale. Um, mm-hmm. EAP, a lot of individuals have insurance through work, and, and there's EAP programs, which is employee assistant programs. So I get a lot of clients through that as well. And, of course, insurances um, because, again, I, I, I believe being mentally healthy is just as important as physical health. And so um, I tell clients money should never be a factor to take care of yourself. Right. That shouldn't be a factor. Right. So we have to figure out how to how to help them work through it. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing I would, I would tell clients in terms of self-assessment is journaling is a great way to do that. Um, so I talk with clients a lot about becoming aware of these components in terms of our thoughts. And so let's take some time to recognize what's going on in our head. What are some, some um, reoccurring thoughts that we have mm-hmm. and write them down? And then with that, with the thoughts, identify if they're, if they're positive or negative. Okay, because if they're a positive mm-hmm. thought, then more likely it's going to create a positive type of feeling, and more likely we get a we may get a positive behavior with that. But if it's a thought that creates distress or negativity in you, then more likely there's negative feeling, mm-hmm. which causes negative symptoms in the body, and then which causes more likely negative behaviors or unhealthy behaviors. And so, the the self checks is helping clients really start paying attention to, to the thoughts, to the the feelings to the action. And then once you start paying attention to that and, and notice the patterns, good or not good or healthy or unhealthy, then, right. then the necessary changes could happen from there. But, but definitely there, there has to be a sense of awareness, mindfulness, um, in order for, those, um, for that to, to take place. Mm-hmm. So for the person who's new to, to journaling, would they would it be as simple as just keeping a keeping a pad of paper with you and, and whenever you you know have a thought that you're you're writing it down, be it positive or negative or when something when when would you stick, I mean you mentioned yeah. the reoccurring thought. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say that. Um especially again, I get a lot of clients who just aren't aware of all those things. You mm-hmm. know, and so so the first step is becoming just becoming aware. Let's start becoming aware of what's going on in your head. What's going on? Okay, once you have this in your head, what starts to happen to your body? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of this is so unconscious because we've been like this right. since we were young. These are things, mm-hmm. this is how we've been. Um, but now we're noticing we're not our best self, and so how do we get to our best self? And, and a lot of that is becoming aware of our behaviors, our patterns, our thinking patterns, our, our feelings becoming aware of these things. And in order to do that, there has to be a level of mindfulness, which is, okay, I'm thinking this. Okay, let me write that down. Right. What does this mean for me? And so, yeah, it may, mm-hmm. be, it may become that, um, that specific with clients. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I call it self-talk. Like, what is, <laughs> it's not what I'm speaking out necessarily, but it's, it's what am I speaking and what am I playing in my, in my head, and sometimes yes. it may come up, and like you said, in actions or even in words, and sometimes it may not, but it is being aware yes. of, of what's taking place. It's amazing um, how, um, whether we're aware of it or not, how people have certain patterns based on, you mm-hmm. know, again, going back to their childhood and how they do things. For example, someone who's a pleaser, you know, mm-hmm. always saying yes and not noticing right. where some of that comes from, and so we, we, we go we go back. So with every client, no matter how young or old, I always go back to the beginning. Really? So that we could start to, to, yeah, so we could start seeing, okay, you know, if there's a pattern from the beginning. So I do ask mm-hmm. a lot about your upbringing, your relationship with, 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 with your parents. Because, again, our parents um, or our caretakers, mm-hmm. um, they're our first love. They're our first teachers. You know, right. based on that interaction teaches us how to love how to interact, mm-hmm. how to feel, how to do these things. And if it goes well, quote-unquote, if it's healthy and normal, quote-unquote, then we get a healthy and normal. But if it's not healthy or normal, then we get, we get something else. You right. know, from zero to three, 
um, trust happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when a baby cries, the baby knows someone's going to feed them. Right. You know, trust mm-hmm. happens during those times. Security. And trust is a lot with security. When people don't trust, that means they don't feel safe. And that's a lot about security. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Self-esteem happens during that time. So, again, when you're the baby and people love on you, people tell you you're great, that's that's how self-esteem is built. Is it that young? Oh, it's that young. Very much. Your environment tells you you how you should see yourself. Yeah, Mm. it's that young. Because it, it starts happening before you even have words to say or thoughts to even do it for yourself. Wow. Right? Wow. I mean, I a baby. I security, but I, I never tied the self-esteem piece into that. Sure. Wow. So, so let's take self-esteem with a one-year-old or a two-year-old. If, if they're never validated or they've never been told, um, praised, or, or, um, or told the beauty, however way to uplift, if they're never mm-hmm. told that, how, would, how are they going to know to do that for themselves? That's true. Because it's that our environment never, that teaches us that how to do that. Yeah, and it's interesting because I had a client, and she helped me see that too. Um, mm-hmm. she's, she's a doctor, an adult client who became a doctor. So even though she's a doctor, she never felt it was good enough. Part of the reason wow. for that is, and going back wow. to her self-esteem, so she never felt her self-esteem was good enough, but, but part of that for her was when she was young, no one ever told, when she made A's, when she did good, no one ever told her good job. No one ever said anything like that or validated anything. So in her mind, if no one said anything, that means it wasn't enough. She needed to do it more. It wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You, you, see mm-hmm. where the, you see? She needed mm-hmm. to do more. So she's always trying to do more so she could get that. Because we're humans. Part of our human connection is about um, connecting with others and validation from others. And so right. since she never got that from, again, from her people, her environment, then she felt something must, it must not be enough. So she's it trying to get be. more and get more, and she's still not getting what she's, what she, she's still not getting it from her environment. Wow. So, but what happens, that feeds into now into her adult life, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference now is you are an adult. And you, you could potentially do something different and know something exactly. different. As a child without words, you just kind of take it and you, you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now, wow. every, so the validation that she didn't get from, from her, her, her parents or her mom in particular for her, um, she now has to give it to herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, wow. it, it starts... Well, and, you know, there's research now that shows that, and we, which we know, again, how the mother is, um, a pregnant um, woman is, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of her emotions and everything, mm-hmm. even to the baby. You know, if she's um, lots of anxiety, then mm-hmm. the baby, then she's giving the baby some cortisol and certain hormones, that's creating some anxiety in the baby, too. So there's a lot of genetic pieces to this. Um, wow. But then, yes, environmentally, once the baby's born, if there's a lack of attachment between mother and child, yeah, that's going to create um, attachment issues and disconnection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when that happens with the parent, then more likely it will spread to other people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk about your practice. Uh, you decided mm-hmm. to, to name your practice Esteem. Why did you uh, decide to go with the name Esteem? Well, esteem. First, I must say, esteem is an acronym. Esteem stands. Is it for, really okay? It is. It stands for empower, 
yourself through education, enrichment, and motivation. So, so that's the premise. Self through education, mm-hmm. enrichment, enrichment you, mm-hmm. and motivation. And motivation. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Empower self. I really like enrichment, that. Enrichment, education, motivation. So, so that's the premise of my practice with clients is to empower them. Right. And part of the empowerment is to is enrichment and education, and educating them about themselves, motivating them. Mm-hmm. Um, and encouraging them to, to be them, their best self. And okay. all that is about what esteem is all about, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing I yourself in high regards. So that's, what that, that's how I get the name. Awesome, awesome. So for those who, who may want to connect with you, do you, are you, or do, you um, do um, I know your practice is, um, I'm assuming you're able to reach out to clients remotely as well. As yes. your physical location, and for yes. those who may have an interest in connecting with you, so that they can be empowered and educated and, and motivated, how would they go about contacting you? Definitely. Um, so I have an office in in Georgia, in Decatur, Georgia. Um, they can okay. contact me through my website, um, www.esteemcounselingservices.com. Um, I do do some telemental health where I could. Um, um, provide counseling um, through um, telephone or Skype and those things. And so it all depends on what state the person lives in because there's different laws Mm -hmm. about that. Um, Right. Right. But I definitely do that. And then also in my practice, I do training. So I do trainings for other individuals, Mm -hmm. individual counselors. Um, And so as a counselor, we have to have a certain amount of – trainings every two years and so I provide training for other counselors but I'm also a supervisor for other counselors because it's important that they have the proper training and support in order to help individuals Um, so I do that out of my practice but I also do groups and workshops so I do have um, some upcoming workshops um, in the next month that I'd love to share so one of the workshops that I'm doing um, on March 10th it's called how to release your bottled up feelings and so I'm excited mm. about this workshop because it's going to be a two-hour interactive workshop where, um, where with the individuals we'll talk about um, feelings, we'll, get a, we'll talk about the source of where those feelings are coming from, and what may have caused some of those feelings, and then we'll create this, this pre-bottle and post-bottle. So, you know, what are some feelings you, what are some negative feelings you felt and things like that. We'll create a bottle for that, and then we'll create another bottle in terms of healthier feelings and more positive feelings. So I'm excited about that workshop, which will be on March 10th at my office on Candler Road in Indicator, Georgia. Awesome. Exciting. Well, thanks so much for your time today. I truly appreciate you uh, being my guest and, uh, and just sharing more about mental health. And, and as you stated, uh, for those who want to stay connected with you and who want to even attend the workshop, they can visit your website at www esteemcounselingservices.com and you can also yes, stay connected with me on Twitter or Periscope at dweekso1 remember beauty is more than skin deep it's truly in the eye of the beholder have a great one